we are just trying to spread the message that you don't have to go through what we went through because what we see now with our boys is like, you know, a banana's a treat, an apple's a treat. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of KCL's Keto Corner Podcast. On today's episode, I speak with Rachel Gregory and Danny Vega, um, and we dive into all the details about their new program, Killing It Fat Fueled, which is basically a program that helps transition your entire family to the ketogenic lifestyle. Um, As a keto community, we kind of lose sight of the fact that keto isn't just about weight loss. We tend to focus on that weight loss aspect when really we should focus on how it is good for everyone in our family, whether it be our children, our husbands, our parents, our in-laws, anyone. Um, And so for me, as someone who has just recently transitioned my son, um, and you know, my husband and I both have transitioned, and and then my parents um, and my in-laws, this is such a vital tool, and I can appreciate it so much. Um, So we dive into the details of the program, um, and then they have also given me a discount code where you will find the link in my bio, um, but you can use the discount code KCL for 10% off. So I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Hey, Rachel and Danny, how are you guys doing? Great, how are you? <laughs> we always do this. We always, Rachel and I have been on podcasts together a few times already, and we always kind of wait for each other. Uh, I'm doing well too. <laughs> good, good. I know. I was like, I'll probably, I'll just take it this time and go. <laughs> I should have probably said, "How are you doing, Rachel? How are you doing, Danny?" <laughs> um, but I really appreciate you guys taking the time out to record with me today. Um, super excited to speak to both of you. I uh, watch you guys uh, from afar in the Instagram world, and I love what you both are doing. So. Um, I think that this podcast will bring tons of value to the people who are listening. Yeah, there's so. a lot of problems that we are we're trying to highlight and solve. And it's not it's interesting and it's been interesting to watch with this program in particular. Like, you know, a lot of people and we, I totally understand it. But the way I see it is it's 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 really easy for people to be internally motivated to like get a six pack for the spring. It's a little bit more difficult when you start to say, hey, let's get our whole family on board. It seems like it's a, a more daunting thing. And I think it's it's harder for people to wrap their head around. No, I totally agree. Um, and so one of the big reasons I wanted to have you guys on the podcast is because not only, you know, do I want to help you guys kind of promote what you're doing, um, and I'm super passionate about, you know, getting the whole family on board with keto, but, you know, recently my husband and I have transitioned more strictly um, our son to keto as well. And it's kind of funny. You get so many different um, opinions and a different uh, views from people. I don't know if you experienced that, um, you guys at all, but um, I guess I just kind of want to hear, you know, how you guys implement uh, the program, how you kind of got your family on keto and, and all of that, and how you deal with any negativity that comes your way. 
Well, Rachel, you want to go first? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. So um, me and Danny kind of came together to to make this program because we both have, um, well, Danny has both perspectives, but um, we have the perspective of, you know, me transitioning my um, parents and my sister who are both kind of the older generation. And then Danny's perspective of, um, well, he has both. So he has his parents that he's helped transition and then obviously his kids, um, which I don't have, but Um, So we figured it would be um, cool to kind of come together and, and, you know, apply what we've done over the past few years. Um, And yeah, for me, it just, it took uh, like transitioning my family, like my parents and my sister and even like my cousins and and all of that. It's been, it's been awesome just seeing their success. Um, I guess at first started when I, when I got into keto and all that, obviously everyone's asking me questions about it and all of that. And and especially my parents and I grew up kind of in a in a household where I didn't grow up around like fast food or anything like that it was it was all you know pretty healthy except for um well healthy to what you know my parents Mm -hmm. thought was healthy um so like I'm just thinking back like we would have like every Wednesday night dinner was spaghetti and meatballs you know like that was a healthy, you know what I mean? Um, and then like every morning my dad would have like cereal and he thought, you know, because it had the health heart healthy mark on the box and it was, you know, it wasn't fruit loops, but it was honey bunches of oats. He thought that that was healthier than the fruit loops. And so the cereal was (laughs) in the house. Um, I actually became like really, I, I just think back and I was like so addicted to cereal. I would have it for uh, dessert every night and I would have like three bowls with skim milk and I just like kept going back for more and I think back to it I'm like no wonder I was going back for more because it was just all straight sugar like there yeah. was like there's no heart health anything about it so um but that's a whole other story um, so, <laughs> I mean yeah. cereal was addicting for me too like I would eat it for dinner and then have it for dessert <laughs> and yeah. then have it for breakfast yeah <laughs> bad it's bad you can eat like the whole box in one sitting and not even think twice um so yeah so that's just just a few so like when I started um this kind of lifestyle for myself started introducing my parents to it a little bit more um I think the education piece was the biggest part so teaching them you know they're obviously from um the generation who kind of well us two kind of but they grew up like my parents um they grew up with the whole like low fat and all of that and, and fat's bad and, and that dogma. So just kind of changing their mind in that way took a lot of education. Um, and so that's kind of what, you know, I just spent, you know, a long time just educating them and explaining things to them. Um, same with my sister. And so that's kind of where I'm coming from in that sense. And how, um, how long have you been doing keto as a lifestyle? Yeah, so I started uh, back in grad school. Uh, I think it was it was like 2015, so about three and a half years ago. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, we're in 2019. And how? So how long <laughs> did it take, kind of, to get your parents on board with you um, before they, you know, were interested in it? Yeah, so I um, like so before that I was. Um, pretty much paleo for a while. And I kind of transitioned my dad and my mom was, she never was into cereal or anything like that. But I always tell this story because I kind of transitioned my dad from having cereal every morning for, 
like 30 years to doing like overnight oats, something that's quick and he can prepare. So I did that um, with like, you know, coconut milk or unsweetened coconut milk or almond milk and a little bit nut butter and, and oats. And I was like, this is way better than the cereal. So I kind of put them on that. And then after that, when I started to get into keto a little bit more, um, I was telling him about, you know, having more protein and fat for breakfast. So I transitioned him off of that and he had him start making, you know, bacon and eggs for breakfast or like a breakfast casserole in the beginning of the week and, you know, just heating it up over the week. Um, so just explaining little things like that and helping them. <clears throat> like when I was home, I would always cook with them and we would do like keto pizza nights and all that type of thing. And it kind of turned into like a family bonding experiment experience. Um, even when my sister was home, my sister's three years older than me. So we would all just like get in the kitchen when we're home for like Christmas or something like that. And just, um, I would kind of explain to them like why, you know, we're using almond flour or coconut flour for making the pizza or, you know, whatever, whatever the, the dish was, but definitely showing them, um, through the food and like teaching them through that really helped because they, you know, I can explain to them like, for example, with pizza, like once they tasted it the first time that like the fathead pizza dough we made, they're like, oh, my mm -hmm. God, this tastes exactly like regular <laughs> pizza. And I was like, yeah. Yep. No, that's oh. that's kind of how it was with my parents. So we recently just um, transitioned my parents as well. They I've been doing keto for two years and, um, you know, I did keto for a full year before my husband even joined me. And then uh, it took two years for my parents to finally be like, OK, maybe, you know, this is it's beyond weight loss, obviously, for her because she's lost all the weight she wanted to lose. Now she's like sustaining it lifestyle wise. So I think that that's super important. Um, and I don't know if you guys agree, but like, you know, everyone sets out to do keto for weight loss and and they only focus on that. But you know, it's like the longer you do it, the more people realize that it's not just about that. Like it's about the health focus of it and, and like why you're doing it for health benefits. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maura's for always sure. talking about that. She's, she's always like, you know, come for the weight loss and stay for the, for all the other benefits that you had no idea about. And you know what, to me, it doesn't matter what they come to the diet for as long as they do the diet correctly. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's going to be a big thing this year where we're starting to see so much opposition. Um, you know, you're seeing it from Jillian Michaels and this new eat Lancet crap and you know, people need to be doing keto in a way that's sustainable and in a way that's going to actually work for them. And that's why we have to kind of help them and give them the right education because if they don't do it the right way, then they're going to get turned off and then they're not going to experience all these other benefits. And, and one of them that could definitely happen is you see people, they do keto and then they get discouraged because they're not losing weight. And, you know, I think that no matter what, um, if you're coming from a really bad diet, you should experience some, some fat loss. If you, if you have the fat to lose, if you, if you're one of these people that they only have 10 to 15 pounds left to lose, and that is a quite a bit of people, you know, they want to get, you know, looking good for the summer, then, you know, that's where it's going to be a little bit tighter and you're going to have to <clears throat> really do it optimally. So of course we, we do have a, a certain way of doing keto and we, we kind of agree, we all agree that, you know, the way that we do it is, is a way that's going to be good for beginners, but yeah, it, it is, it's awesome to see all these other benefits. It's like unintended positive consequences of following the diet. No, I agree. Um, and it's kind of hard to like, 
you know, for me, I feel like people who claim to be like healthy and fit look healthy, um, like people who are naturally like skinny or athletic or whatever, they don't really know like until they either go to the doctor and realize they have an autoimmune disorder or something like that, that they are actually really unhealthy internally. And so I have a friend who is doing keto and um, she was never you know, fat or overweight or struggled with any kind of body weight issues. Um, she was very active, but she, she went to the doctor, found out how like, like unhealthy she was. Um, and that's why she does keto. And so she gets a lot of flack for the fact that she does keto and she's skinny. And so it's like, you can't, put that basis on some like you can't say that that it's not just about you know being overweight and trying to lose weight like keto is not just for someone who needs to lose weight yes yeah I told I actually just got a message from someone like half an hour ago they messaged me on Instagram and said um my husband's been doing keto for over a year and he has a ton of success um I haven't you know jumped on the bandwagon yet but I'm not looking to lose any weight is it still healthy for me to do and I said of course (laughs) it is like, and just make sure you're, you're getting enough calories to maintain your weight and, you know, f- the rest, follow the rest. So, and, and eating the right foods, because I yeah. feel like I, we can all agree that there is uh, a right way to keto and a wrong way to keto. And I know that it's different for everyone. I know that it, it's going to, whatever you need to do to, for it to fit your lifestyle and for it to be sustainable to you is, is what you're going to do. But at the same time, like I'm not a huge advocate for all of the like keto treats and like replacing a crutch, you know, or a food with a crutch, a keto crutch or whatever. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I'd love to hear your opinion. Well, I'll, I'll say this, like, um, I have to be conscious of where we came from, you know, because I'm looking at this through the eyes of Danny Vega, who's been doing this for over two and a half years. And I totally agree with you. Like at this point, I'm just like, no, 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 no. This yeah. and, I, and and the more we get involved, you know, all of us are, you know, trying to, you know, share this message and we have a following, all of us. And as our following grows, we get contacted by more and more companies and we we start to see at the places we go, the conventions and all the events, just this huge proliferation of just companies that, of course, it's great to capitalize on keto. You know, keto's popular, make a keto product. But unfortunately, like you said, there's lots of keto products that are just just trash. It's just keto junk food. And mm-hmm. so where I am now, I'll say this, like, we we are big advocates of sticking to whole foods, real foods as much as possible. And then if you want to have some of these, you know, snacks, then, you know, pick them wisely. And we have like a small list and we do, of course, um, share the products that we recommend in our program. Um, but, you know, be conscious of why you're doing this. A lot of the time people have issues with controlling themselves and regulating their appetite and, you know, a lot of these products are full of sweeteners. I mean, if, if we were to just replace the sweetener amount in grams with sugar, the sugar wouldn't even compare. And I'm not, never going to advocate people eat real sugar. But, like, if you have a cookie, for instance, that is maybe, like, 15 grams of sugar, but then you look at the keto cookie and the keto cookie has 20 grams of sugar alcohols, that's a big problem because they're much sweeter. And, you know, I can tell you from personal experience 
you know, people look at me and they say, well, Danny looks like he's in shape. He, he, you know, he makes good choices. But you put one of these foods in front of me and I cannot control myself. I cannot stop. Mm -hmm. So that's a big, big problem. That's the same way I am. Like the the nut butters, the, you know, Lily's chocolate bars, things like that. Like Lily's just sent us a box of like chocolate stuff. And I'm like, oh, no, I, just, <laughs> I can't like hide it from me. Like, and you know, if it's not open, like I'm not as tempted, but like an open bar or open jar of like almond butter or something like it is so hard for me to control myself. And that's just, I feel like that's just fueling the, the addiction that I had. So I just tend to, and, and in some ways, that's an extremist view, but I tend to just completely stay away from, you know, like the nut butters or the treats or even nuts because I can overdo it very, very easily. Um, yeah. uh, you know, if I don't, if I don't place like that kind of, you know, block on just having it either in the house or just like not having it at all, then I find that I can overdo it. Um, and I just, I don't know. I feel like there is a time and a place for you know those keto sweets and treats and stuff like maybe around the holidays and stuff but I find that it's a it's a rabbit hole that people can fall down into and if you you know start consuming one here one there I mean you know your your sensitivity to sweeteners and you know your craving for more because I mean that's just it's still a sugar substitute yep yeah yeah, and I, I totally agree with exactly what Danny said. Um, whole food, like I promote whole foods as much as possible. I think also though, just like what Danny said, like where we all came from, like for, like when I first started, um, like I said, I was pretty much paleo. So I didn't really have like a huge transition to go keto. Like I was already pretty low carb, whole food based, all of that. Um, so I think it really just depends like where you're coming from. If you're someone who... Um, and, and it's every, everybody's different. So if you're someone, <clears throat> sorry, who, you know, is coming from eating McDonald's every day, um, doesn't cook and wants to try keto, then maybe it'll be harder to transition that person right from like fast food every day to whole foods. Let's cook, you know, as close to nature as possible all the time. Um, right. so I think, you know, maybe getting them, you know, off the, burger with the bun and the fries to, you know, a lettuce wrap burger, even if you start there. Um, and then obviously getting them off the sugar with maybe a keto substitute for some people that works and that helps them, you know, transition, um, for other people, they can just go straight to, okay, I'm just going to be strict and, you know, try to eat as close to nature as I can whole foods as much as possible, low carb, all of that. Um, but I think it really just depends where you're coming from and what type of person you are. Cause I think people can, can sorry, can succeed in many different ways. Um, and obviously the end goal for all of this is to be able to eat, you know, to satiety, to, to regulate your hunger hormones, to be able to eat whole real foods that are, um, you know, low in carbs, obviously. Um, and I always say as close to nature as possible. That's like what I always think about whenever I'm thinking about, you know, eating a food. So right. yeah, I, that's just kind of my overview. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Danny, as far as you and Mara and the kids, how long have you guys been following like a ketogenic way of eating? Yeah. So Maura and I started, I started like three days before her. It was in June of 2016, um, June 12th to be exact. <laughs> and she started like three days later after us having serious 
you know, arguments. And she's like, wait, what do you mean? What do you mean? There's no cheating? No, no, just, you know, I don't do well when I'm, and I was like, look, this doesn't sound like something that we should do where we're going back and forth. It just doesn't, doesn't sound right, you know? Um, and right. so after she got over that, I was like, look, let's just try it for a month and see how we feel. And <clears throat> to be honest, Maura did really poorly at first. Like she had the keto flu. She had the actual flu. Um, she got the actual flu. She oh, didn't gosh. lose any weight for like two months or three months. And, you know, she didn't really need to lose weight, but she did feel like that was something that, that she, you know, sh should expect. But, um, we started a, a paleo diet in 2011. And so, um, Desmond was paleo as a kid and he was a little paleo baby and it really, really set a really good um, base for him, you know, just a strong nutritional foundation where when we weaned him off of nursing, we, we you know, we started with, we always talk about the raw um, egg yolks and our raw grass-fed liver and um, soft-boiled egg yolks. That's like super brain food. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's just soft and easy for a baby to, to chew if he doesn't have all his teeth. And um, then we started to introduce other you know, real foods like avocados and sweet potatoes. And he would crush the sweet potatoes. <laughs> and, of course. Uh, <laughs> who doesn't love sweet potatoes? So he, he would do a lot of that. And so, you know, in 2013, when I got into powerlifting, you know, we just started to do this more if it fits your macros type stuff. And we got away from the, the real food. And of course, it took a while, but we started to feel like crap. And then here comes Dean in 2014. And at that time, she was eating, you know, still trying to be more closer to paleo because she's just like, I just don't feel right. This, the the fat is not high enough. Um, I don't feel good. And and plus, you know, she did get leaner, uh, but she just didn't feel good, and her brain didn't feel good. Um, and we got a little bit lazy with it. And it, when we started keto, of course, that that trickled down to the kids, but we didn't completely bring them on board. So there would be like times where we would go drive through, and you know, there there's. I remember seeing a, a picture of me at a powerlifting meet holding Dean in my arms and he's like, he has a bag of Skittles in his hand, you know, like, oh, <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I'm kind of sad that we didn't do that with Dean, but actually it's been really easy. Um, in 2016, we no, in 2017, a year after we had been doing keto, um, August, Maura and I went on a trip to, um, to Puerto Rico. And the kids stayed with my uncle and his wife and they didn't know any better, you know, so they didn't know how sensitive the boys were to wheat and, and sugar. And, you know, we did notice that when Desmond would consume anything with like dyes, he would just turn into an animal. You know, he was just this crazy kid. It was like ADHD, you know, in a, in a package. And, um, so we came back from, that was in mid-August, and that was around the same time. I, I had been carnivore since the beginning of August 2017. And then mid-August, Maura's like, on the flight to Puerto Rico, Maura was um, just, I, I said, listen to this Amber O'Hearn podcast, listen to this uh, talk by Georgia Ede. And so she downloaded them all to her phone, and we are listening to them on the airplane, and she's like, you know what? She was dealing with some intestinal issues, some just vomiting in the middle of the night, waking up to vomit you know, because she was eating a ton of salads because she was trying to cut down in weight and she was trying to get that volume. So she was already keto, but she was just relying a lot on plants and they don't, she doesn't do well with plants. And 
So she loses three pounds in three days, which for Maura, who's already lean, was huge, you know. And, and then, you know, the boys, we come back and it's just a disaster, you know. They were eating crackers and cookies and a little bit of cereal. And it wasn't even that much that they ate. But Desmond um, was bleeding from the nose and he had all this um, just allergy stuff. And he used to, like six months out of the year, he used to need an inhaler. So no. that is completely gone. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, there, there's like real um, trackable differences in what these kids were going through. And, and Dean, he would get eczema. And so we come back and Dean had nasty eczema flare up like on his arms and legs. And we used to always, like after we bathed him, just slather him up with all types of, you know, um, lotions and stuff. And Desmond at the time, he, he knew that I was doing I started my carnivore, whole carnivore journey with the month of, we called it August Surf and Turf, and all Brian Williamson, uh, Keto Evangelist, all we did that month was eat anything that came from a cow. So, you know, beef, you know, steak, liver, anything that came from a cow, and salmon. And so I felt the most amazing, even more of a difference than I felt from keto. And when we came back, Mata was like, why don't you do an experiment? And Desmond you know, just being who he is, he loves to, he's just very adventurous when it comes to this stuff and he's open to trying stuff. So he's like, let me do a three day meat experiment. And he did it. And the boys both were just eating meat for three days and they both cleared up and they both felt better. And then we transitioned them to paleo or not paleo to keto. And that was awesome because basically at that point, the ketones were already in their system and they felt that you know, hunger regulation and, and they start to feel really good. And, you know, the whole first year, it's funny because like KetoCon is an example of, you know, what happens when you're giving your kids all this keto junk food, you know, because <laughs> they got to KetoCon in 2017, that was in September. And these kids had been, you know, already like a month and a half or just a month that they had been strict keto. And we left KetoCon and they were wrecked. Their guts were wrecked because they were just kept going back to all of these different booths and getting the keto crap. And it's it's true that their taste buds changed because at first they didn't like lilies and they didn't like peely nuts and they didn't like all these things. And then they came to like the, the lily stuff and, and the sweetened stuff. But that was very hard for them to regulate their appetite. Like they they wouldn't want the meat as much. And, and, you know, Dean is the one who's always like snack, 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 mm -hmm. you know, and all these kids want to do is snack. And, you know, the way we said it was, we started to be like, look, if you're not hungry for meat, you're not actually hungry. You know, this, that's not a real hunger. And we were not afraid to let these kids experience some hunger. If it meant, no, you're going to eat your real food first, and then you can eat some of this other stuff. And, even more. I, I love that. Um, yeah. I, I just wanted to interrupt you there. I love that because that's one thing that Tyler and I have paid attention to with Connor is, um, you know, since being more strict now, he still gets, you know, like fruit and stuff like that. We'll do sweet potatoes. Um, but like, so he, I guess you could say he's more like paleo slash keto, but, um, you know, he 
prior when he was still eating like the goldfish and you know all like the sandwiches and and stuff like he was constantly saying I'm so hungry I'm so hungry I want a snack like every 30 minutes to an hour I was like something has got to give like there there has got and I you know the longer I've been keto I mean I can go you know full 24 hour fasting and it not bother me. Like I, you know, so I know what true hunger feels like. And then my husband, Tyler is the same way. Like he knows like what true hunger feels like, but it's, you know, it's one thing for a kid to be constantly hungry like that. Like I know they're growing. I get that. (laughs) But at the same time, if you don't put two and two together, that you're giving them something that's extremely carby, that's constantly spiking their blood sugar, no wonder they're hungry all the time. <laughs> yeah, and and like nowadays, we see that they're they're hungry, but it's for meat. And so, like I always use this example because when you think about the fact that like a four year old can put down twelve ounces of of burger meat, you know that's like like at the end of the day, his protein grams are probably like one and a half to two times his body weight, you know, but, but I'm okay with that because that's a growing boy. And if that's, if he's feeling hunger for that, then that's, that's real hunger. And, and, you know, obviously I see it when they start to, you know, just sprout up, you know, and they have these growth spurts and keto has been amazing for that. They've just been just growing the most they've ever grown Desmond has a heart defect that, for some reason, the first time in the five years or so that we've been aware of it, last year, our cardiologist was like, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I don't think we we may not need to operate. And and there was always the fact that he was going to get operated on. That was like a given. That was like, you know, eventually he has this um, atrial valve stenosis. It's like this little flap that sticks out and and it causes like a little bit of um, irregular blood flow in his mm-hmm. heart. And as he grew, the flap grew and the flap had to get to a certain size. It can't be too small because if you, if you operate early, then it can grow back later on in life. But then once it gets past a certain point, you have to because it could cause major issues. And, you know, last year we went and his freaking he had no issues. He had no, absolutely no issues. And I was just like, you know, we were just overcome with emotion about it. The first time ever. And um, so there's a lot of, there's definitely, it's definitely been a journey, but you know, we are just trying to spread the message that you don't have to go through what we went through because what we see now with our boys is like, you know, a banana is a treat, an apple is a treat, you know, these fruits. And I'm not, I, I will be, like you said, you said something about, you know, people can have different opinions and people can, it's, it, it happens even in the keto community. You know, like I, I think that with my boys, if they are eating a diet, that's basically, you know, meat is the main thing in their diet. And then everything else is like, you know, we have like the outer aisle gourmet, which we do put in the, in the, in the program, we have all these recommendations for, you know, outer aisle gourmet, um, almond flour tortillas, or, you know, other things that you can make like quesadillas or, you know, burger melts or whatever type of thing you want to put some cheese on it and stuff. We have, they have that, you know, and, and I think today's lunch for Desmond, cause he had a homeschool um, thing was, 
Mauda's been melting down keto bricks to like smaller sizes, so she'll give I him. I saw that. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they love the freaking keto bricks, and they're trying to take my keto bricks. And I'm like, dude, I, I'm, <laughs> I gotta do, I gotta eat one a day, you know, yeah. for my meat in a brick thing. And so, you know, then he had that, and he had some the Teton Waters Ranch, which, by the way, that was Rachel who who hooked me up with the, with them and got me introduced to them, and Ooh. we started using <laughs> their stuff, you know, grass fed beef, um, hot dogs and sausages, and then, you know, some other, you know, kind of keto friendly products. But for the most part, they're not really eating. I think the biggest transition for us and the biggest change in the past six months or so has been moving away from the sweeteners. And it's funny because when, when they say, I want an apple, we just, we slice the apple with the apple slicer and we give them half of an apple and they're both like totally fine with that. And they actually for the most part, don't ask for more. And if they do ask for more, you know, it all depends. Like, it's kind of a judgment call. Like, how much have they eaten? You know, have they eaten a, a good amount of protein? Then, okay, we'll just give them an apple. But we try to we try to pair that with, like, a fat. So we'll give them the Maranatha, Maranatha, <laughs> I'm saying it again, again, Maranatha, <laughs> no sugar, no salt added um, almond butter. And, you know, you talk about, like, these almond butters and these, these nut butters. I have a big problem with them, but the Maranatha is is really good because it's not like sweet and you have yeah. you're able to regulate yourself because it doesn't have like the added sugar. Um, yeah. So that's a that's a big one. But people have to pay attention to labels with anything nowadays, I feel like, because, you know, if you're not looking at it and it's not saying just the basic like nuts and salt, like then you're going to get some kind of added crap in there um, and, and it can get dangerous. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I did want to ask, like, you guys, you know, obviously focus on meat and, and that's what your children get and things like that. What is your opinion on the people who are going to ask grass-fed versus, like, st- you know, normal store-bought? Like, what is your true opinion about that? Danny, well, I'll let you take this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're the expert. I- I think it's a it's a good, better, breast approach. I start to think about, you know, frame it that way. You know, there's a good way of doing things. Like if you can get, and it all it all has to do with what you have access to. Because you know, I cannot say if someone is going to, um, and it's funny because Will Schufelt is a friend of mine, and he's uh, he's the Red Power Ranger, and the boys love Will. And Will, he became a carnivore last year. You know, kind of seeing what I was doing. And he called me like in October of, of 2017 and he was like, dude, let me just ask you something because I'm kind of concerned. Um, I've been eating Wendy's patties for like the past two weeks straight. Am, <laughs> am I going to die? You know, like, <laughs> is this bad? You know, like, and um, <laughs> I was like, no, man, you're not going to die. I mean, it's totally fine. Like, I will say that. I am now, after reading Estro Generation last year, you both know how much I've freaking just just harped on that so much. Oh, these, my gosh. Yeah. You know, these xenoestrogens, these phytoestrogens, and just they're, they're present in everything. And the meat that's not organic is, is going to probably have some, you know, um, xenoestrogens present, some non-natural estrogens. And your body, it's, it's much harder to get rid of those, and they wreak havoc on everything. Of course they feminize you. And I know that's a word that people don't like to use, but it is a scientific term. Like the frogs that have been exposed to like the, the phthalates and the atrazine that, that we see like in Roundup and, 
and these other um, uh, pesticides and stuff, that stuff is just, it's really hard to, for your body to break it down and your bacteria and your body don't know how to break it down. So that can be found in the meat. But, but that being said, it's, if you're looking at the bigger picture, if you don't have, if you're getting rid of plastic, if you're getting rid of these personal care products, anything with fragrance, any um, house cleaning products with phrase, fragrance, and you're getting rid of all of these other things that have an additive effect, it's, it's like a synergistic effect. You know, these things, they, they get together and they interact with each other and it's like a one plus one equals four. Like that's how bad the effects are of them all together. So if you're having like, you know, once or twice a week where you go to Wendy's and you get patties, like I did it yesterday. I was at the airport yesterday. Um, I was traveling and I got myself eight Wendy's patties because I, you know, I needed my meat and, you know, it's not the best thing. I do think like, obviously the best approach is grass fed, but I think uh, something that people should, should look at is organic because organic may be a little bit cheaper than grass fed, but at least, you know, that the feed that these cows are getting is, you know, not laced with this, you know, they're not being sprayed with atrazine and, you know, glyphosates and, you know, the Roundup is even worse than generic glyphosate. It's really, really bad. So that's how I feel. But in the end, if you just eat meat, you know, I think it's just going to be 10 times better than like Dr. Peter Ballerstedt says this, you know, and I think it's a great point is we shouldn't be as concerned with the the wheat fed cows as we are with the wheat fed people if we can mm -hmm. get rid of the wheat fed people um the wheat fed cows becomes a much smaller issue right yeah um i look up to you guys for the fact that you've eliminated all of the plastics and like that you've started doing um more of that i just finished listening to the podcast that robert had with dr anthony j oh it's and, a great one yeah oh my gosh like eye opener and so I'm like I have heard if you get the book and you read it then <laughs> you're, oh, yeah. you're I mean I was already kind of like you know Tyler you have to listen to this podcast like oh my gosh it opened my eyes to so much but like I've ordered the book I want to read it for sure and it just makes you think I mean I, I just can't even I feel like we cannot live in a world without something threatening us if even oh, yeah. if we're trying to live our best life yeah, it's it's one of those things. But but if you're like like Dr. J says, I know you heard the, the interview and in the book he has, you know, um, bronze, silver and gold. You know, if you if you are at least getting rid of some of these other things, you know, Mauda yanked her freaking Marina out. In I the saw bathroom. that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like she did it like a savage, you know. So, you know, and that's like it, it's funny because you remember I used to sell Marina and I used to sell you know, medical devices, all gynecological. I did that for 11 years and I was never looking at it from the point of view of the actual plastic that the Mirena is, the actual, you know, tea body of the Mirena is plastic and then it has polyurethane threads that, you know, that's where you, you can, you know, take it, take it out. And, you know, I'm here looking at, there's no estrogen in the actual product. It's a progestin product. The progestin is, technically um, supposed to be local acting and not absorbed systemically. But, you know, even that wasn't true when Maura took it out. She felt like crap for a week. So um, you're right. It's definitely one of those things like, but I don't think, I think the wrong way to look at it is like throw your hands in the air and not do anything. I think it's like, let's see what we can do. Let's see what mm -hmm. we can do with that's within our reach and within the scope of like without driving ourselves crazy. 
Um, and, and I asked, you know, um, Dr. Naiman about this when he was on our podcast on the ketogenic athlete. And he was like, look, man, I'm not going to go crazy if I have like, you know, eggs from, you know, chickens that weren't, you know, uh, allowed to just eat, you know, grubs and stuff. If these chickens are being given feed, you know, I'm not going to go crazy about that. It's just all about small changes, like with yep. anything, I feel like. I mean, even your, you know, your keto diet, um, I, I think that a lot of the clients that I have that come to me, you know, they they want to start keto. They're so overwhelmed. And, and I just made a post about this last week about how, like, you know, when you, when you know better, you do better. And so um, we're always all evolving. So, you know, you start at one point. But the point that I'm at right now, my keto journey, like, when I first started, I'm not there. I'm, I've evolved and I'm still evolving. So, you know, yes. getting rid of the plastics and stuff, it may seem extreme to people, but in reality, it's just, you, you get to the point where you, you know, you're comfortable and then you find another way to grow. And I feel like that's kind of with anything in life. Yes. Um, yeah. so, Maybe we'll let Rachel talk for a little bit and kind of tell us about um, the actual program that you guys developed. Like, give us the name. Give us the, you know, background behind it. I want people to know exactly what you guys have put out there. That way, um, if they're interested, then they can find it. Yeah, sure. So the program's called Killing It Fat Fueled. <laughs> so it's a combination of Danny and myself, um, our brands. That's perfect um, names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was catchy. I think Danny actually thought of it. I don't, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, um, I was like, because we, we were we were looking at different names and we were like, man, this was this is kind of long. So <laughs> we were like, it was like, how to transition your family to a fat fueled lifestyle, and we we're like, well, let's just make that the after part, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and so the program, so the program is something that we really, um, so it's not like we just want to make, you know, the clarification, it's not like strict, strict keto because we want to, um, it's more looking at it as like a fat fueled lifestyle. So just being fat fueled and not necessarily strict keto, but you know, lower carb. And we obviously talk about all, um, the benefits of going keto, but because this program is, um, geared towards families and towards, you know, the younger generation, growing kids, stuff like that, we definitely um, talk a lot about incorporating like a paleo keto um, approach and a lower carb approach. Um, so that's one of the main things. And then also, I guess throughout the program, um, we just kind of go into that. We go into um, the food, the nutrition, all of that, the lifestyle aspect of it, the mindset aspect of it. Um, we go into different exercises. So exercises that you can do with the family. We have like a whole section on that. Um, and then we also have a recipe ebook that goes with it. So we asked, you know, a few people in the space that we're friends with and that have transitioned their family. And we said, you know, what are your favorite recipes that you've made with your family um, to help them transition? And we decided to kind of bring everybody together and put together this recipe ebook. So it's over 30 recipes that um, are great for making, you know, with your family, with your kids, like pancakes, um, all, all different types of things that are made, you know, lower carb, healthy ingredients, all of that. Um, awesome. What else do we have? Danny, did I miss anything? No, I, I, I will just, <laughs> I'll add that um, today Maura was uh, describing it to someone. She's like, how many pages is it? I was like, hold on, let me check. 
And the whole program is 79 pages. Like there's the wow. educational document, there's the the e the, the recipe ebook is like 40 pages, and the, the educational document is like 20 something pages. But then we have a bunch of different, you know, the low carb swap sheet, which is not just one sheet, it's like three or four sheets, and it has mm -hmm. it's broken down into sections like snacks, breakfast, lunch, dinner. We have shopping lists, uh, sample meal plans, um, you know, alcohol stuff like what alcohol we recommend, what what do you do when you're baking sweeteners. And we did just limit it to a very, 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 very small list of sweeteners, uh, two really. And there's, you know, obviously there's other sweeteners that, that are in there, you know, and in some of the recipes. But mm -hmm. for the most part, we wanted to say like, and we did put kind of a little bit of a disclaimer to say, look, this is what we think you should try to aim for. Um, and it, like I said, going back to that good, better, best approach. Um, but yeah, it's just, I think like Rachel and I were kind of frustrated a few weeks ago because we had our first um, refund and someone was upset because we didn't tell them what to eat at what time. And I think oh, that's, gosh. you know, that's, that's not what this is about. This is, this is going to take a lot more work than that, you know, and it's going to take conversations and we do go into depth into that area, you know, like this is our nutrition philosophy and our fitness philosophy. And this is, this is, you should develop your own philosophy that, that, you know, put some thought into it with your family and, and with your schedule and, and your different kids and their personalities. And, you know, we definitely allow, like Rachel said, for some more like paleo type of things because the focus is on real food. But if you, if you notice like our kids, you know, when they're paleo, they're they're really like it's because they're eating a meal that has higher carbs but even if even if you look at their total carbs for the day they're pretty much like if i were to count which trust me we do not count our children's macros <laughs> sometimes mm -hmm. we do for fun but we're definitely not counting macros for our kids um they're like pretty much always under 50 you know and they're not eating added sugar so um it's just one of those things that I, we really hope that it helps people and because i was i was just with dr barry um, this weekend, Ken Barry, and we went to Walmart to go pick some stuff up. And he's like, tell me if you see someone with a BMI under 30. And it was literally like six or seven out of 10 people were, were either heavily overweight or obese. And it's a, it's a big problem, you know, but I think people need to, once they take care of themselves, they need to definitely try to bring their families on board. Right. No, I, I totally agree. And I think that, I mean, the fact that you put so much time, so much thought and effort into like what, I mean, there are people who design programs and, you know, there's the basic information, but you guys put a ton of effort and a ton of thought and you kind of just, I don't know, 79 pages. That's a lot. That's, I mean, that's a huge value for people and to get things like meal, you know, meal ideas and uh, grocery lists and stuff like that. I mean, you, you can't, you can't be told exactly what to eat, when to eat it, when it's all family based. Um, but like that, that's just awesome. And the fact that, you know, you encourage people to develop their own nutritional philosophy for their families, it, because it's different for everyone. I mean, I know for us, it's, you know, it's different than it is for, for you guys with kids and then for other people. And it, it just goes back to that, um, like starting where you are with what you have and then always growing and evolving, I feel like. Yes. 
Yep. So, um, is there anything else you wanted to share about the program or, you know, talk about? Um, I was just going to say, I was going to mention, so we did um, launch the program at the end of December. And so we, um, upon launch, we have, like we mentioned, we have a few, a few companies that we love and we, um, we know are doing the right thing and things that we use, like Danny was talking about the outer aisle gourmet, which is the cauliflower wraps. Um, F-bombs, which have, you know, the nut butters and like butcher box for the, the grass-fed meat, all of that. So we, those, a few of those companies are sponsoring the program and they donated um, a giveaway. So the first hundred orders uh, will be entered. Three of those people or families will be entered into the giveaway to each win a huge bundle of prizes that are, it's like each over $450. Um, and so we are about two-thirds to that mark right now so that's just if anybody is interested in that I know um Lauren if you want to mention you have a discount code um to kind of yeah for your listeners that yeah for sure so um I am working with the these guys to promote their program because I fully believe in it um I think it's awesome and I think that um you know it's important I mean I get questions all the time how how did you transition your family how do you do this how do you do that and so the fact that you know I know some people who have developed an awesome program um to kind of help you guide and um you know, it allows me to help share and help you guys as well. So they've given me a discount code, um, and the code is KCL. Um, it's for 10% off. So, um, you know, if you want to try out the program, you can order it at a discount. And, um, you know, then, of course, I, does that mean that they have access to you guys or maybe a Facebook group or anything like that in particular? I just want to kind of clarify. Yeah, so they have access to um, email us, you know, with any questions. We haven't set up a Facebook group yet, um, but that's something that I think we were talking about doing. Uh, Once we, you know, hit that 100 mark, I think that's something that we were going to think about doing. And we also have, we're working on email campaigns. So once you sign up, you know, we'll have your email and then you'll be on the list to receive um, more info down the line as things continue. So the program's not going anywhere and we're just kind of building on it as we go. But yeah, the first thing would be to get, you know, the 79 page plus document and, you know, start there. Cause also it has like, the program has a lot, a lot of information in it. So it's something that it's not like, mm-hmm. you know, you read it overnight and you know, everything you have to, you know, break right. it down and take a few weeks to really, you know, understand it and to start implementing it and so that's you know where we start so yeah and you know i i really do like the idea of the facebook group you know it's this this weekend uh i learned a lot from dr barry and facebook is one of those things that um we'd love to use more of we we kind of like i have this whole issue with facebook but i'm trying to get better about it because no I agree do, too <laughs> oh they just but, but you know what they they really do it's for engagement it's really good and and it's people tend to go to their Facebook and as much as we hate to admit it they we're, we're, we go on Facebook and so Facebook could be a great tool for people to not only get information from us which we'd be happy to do that um but also you know, share information with each other. How, how, are, how are you loving these recipes, you know? And it, it's definitely, I think, Rachel, it should be 
something we do because, you know, the email campaign, we're going to be giving away um, more recipes as time goes on to the people who have bought the program. Um, but we can also share them in the private Facebook group. Yeah, I think we'll definitely yeah, do that. So that, that, yeah. that. Yeah, that would be a cool um, kind of thing. No, you're fine. That would be a cool thing to add to it. But I just wanted to clarify just in case anyone had that question. Um, but yeah, um, I, I saw where you guys are going to start going live in your Facebook group, uh, Danny, on what nights is it? Oh, yeah. Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Like we're just going to be just we want to we want to do more where we are. Um, and, and Facebook, here's one of the things like one of the things that, that Facebook has. and I know it's just a random weird thing, but like to have that widescreen format can get mm -hmm. everybody in the video. And yeah. we wanted to share, you know, more of our family, like more of like what goes on in this house and how are we using this lifestyle to, to just you know, succeed. And, and, you know, we want people to be involved in more of our everyday lives as far as like, you know, what we're doing with the homeschool. That's another thing that we do with our website. You know, we share like the, the education stuff. So we're super excited to get that going. Desmond's all about it. Desmond's like, you know, he loves the camera. So, <laughs> and plus Mara's <laughs> like, I call, she's like a human cartoon. So I want people to see more of that. That's awesome. I'm super excited and I think it's awesome that we have, you know, people in the keto community that are trying to make it family based and, um, you know, just bring it, bring it more awareness to how it's not so hard. I mean, it, it's not easy to transition your family fully into a new lifestyle, but having a guide like you guys have provided, um, having the program and then, you know, making it a little bit easier. Plus, I mean, you guys are very good about responding back to comments and questions and, and DMs and stuff like that. So it's good to know and let people know that you both are very approachable if you have questions you know you're there and um, and you're there to help so um but I have truly enjoyed the conversation and I um thank you both for taking the time out of your day to be on the podcast and to share what you're doing in the keto space Thanks. And also, I just want to mention the, I don't think we mentioned the website of the program, just so people oh, yeah. know. <laughs> that would probably help. It's um, killingitfatfuel.com. So no G under after killing, just killing it. Fat. <laughs> I love that part. And I'll for sure put that in the show notes and everything. So killingitfatfuel.com. Um, and then again, you guys can use my code KCL uh, for 10% off. Um, and yeah, so if they wanted to find you guys directly, where can they find you? Yeah, I know. <laughs> we always do that. Um, so you can find me at killingitketo.com um, or on Instagram, Facebook, Killing It Keto. Again, no G after killing. <laughs> <laughs> and me, I threw a monkey wrench into everything because I used to be like keto counterculture, keto counterculture. But it, it, yeah. it, I wanted people to just know me by my name. And, you know, there's a few yeah. different things. Like, I promise you guys when I'm recording videos and I'm like, Danny Vega here, a.k.a. Keto counterculture, you know, I, <laughs> I screw up my own name. And so I was like, you know what? I had a few people tell me, you need to put your name, you know, you need to use your name. And I, they were telling me since last fall. And this weekend, after being with Dr. Barry, he's like, yeah, do it. And I just woke up. So my new name, 
uh, is dannyvega.ms on Instagram, and then dannyvega.ms, aka Keto Counterculture, on Facebook. And then our, mm-hmm. our website is www.fatfueled.family. And guys, if you're listening to this, also know that uh, Danny and his wife uh, have a podcast as well. Um, and which, by the way, I've been truly enjoying that as well. I feel like oh, I've I'm learned glad. so much. I love it. Um, it's, it's, but, we take pride in it, definitely. We want to yeah. we help people. And so that's the Fat Fueled Family Podcast, right? Yep. So you guys make sure to listen to to their podcast as well. Um, I think probably the first two episodes, kind of where you were getting your footing and getting getting oh the getting gosh, to know, yeah. it were my favorite. <laughs> I love those, and it's not so in you know formal and everything like that. So, um, but yeah, so I'll definitely link all this stuff in the show notes, and uh, I'll put my link to the program and the code as well. But thank you guys again for recording. Thank you yeah, for having thanks us. Thanks for having us. All right. Now I'll be talking to you again soon. See ya.